welcome to the Penn Stuff Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that talks about the Penguins and still believes that they can make the playoffs. It's here, right here, right now. <laughs> At least I do. I'm Andrew. I'm Jim. And Ab- we are sans Abby yet again because she, life she, happens, but the show must go on. Yeah, she had to work today, so it's rough, but such is life. But it's Shabbat, and she shouldn't be working. But you know what? I'm, whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, <laughs> oh, we are back as we are every Saturday to tell you how bad the Penguins suck. <laughs> but yet somehow they're still going to make the playoffs. Yeah. The Penguins. Yeah. You, you said that earlier. I'm, I'm, I was thinking on the way over here that I was, I was kind of almost, uh, I'm kind of ready to throw in the towel on this team. Um, oh my God. This year, not, not forever, but oh, okay. Okay. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't think, you know, look, do I believe it's possible? Yes, I believe it's possible. Do I think they're going to? No, I really don't. Uh, will I be pleasantly surprised if they do? Yes, yes, I will. But I'm, I'm, I'm not willing to, you know, spend all of that emotional capital on something that, in my mind, is like a ten percent chance of happening. So. Um, I'm, okay. I'm putting, I'm putting the penguins on the back burner of my life for right now. I, I mean, I love them. I, I still root for them. I just, I don't know if I will invest watching every game because quite frankly, that's just going to drain my emotional tank and make me no good for anybody else. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but okay. So right now they're fifth in the wild card race. They're at 55 points. The Red Wings have that second wild card spot with 60. They have two games in hand on the Red Wings. So if they win those two games, that puts them at 59. The Red Wings are still at 60. So mathematically, they're still very much in the race. I know. But but you've seen this team. Oh, I have. You've seen I this have. team as much as I and have. I've seen them go uh, skate to skate, mano a mano, blow for blow with the Winnipeg Jets, who many believe are top two, three team in the league. Yeah. And they outplayed them in that Winnipeg game for the majority of that game. In my opinion. The the game the game they lost 4 to yeah, 1, 4 to 2. And they shut them out in 3-0. That, look, I'm not I'm not denying that. So, can they? Yes. But then they go and lose to the the Wild and mm-hmm. the, the Panthers. So it's like in glorious fashion too they lost to the Panthers. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, well, let's get into it. So, a week ago on the 10th, they played in Winnipeg, and they lost in Winnipeg. The final score was 2-1. Uh, Mark Shifley and I believe it was Nino Nino Ryder scored the two for Winnipeg. And uh, Brian Russ scored in the second for the Penguins, but they just they fell short. Yes. So, that, that that's what happened. Jari played spectacularly in that game. Um, yeah, yeah, he actually did. He he yeah. he was flat out amazing in that game and I mean he was flat out amazing in the Florida Panthers game too. <laughs> I mean, you no, no, I'm serious. You look at those goals and none of them were his fault. They were all either the 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 Ekblad one and the Pan- well we'll get to it. We'll get to it, but anyway, continue. Yeah, about the Jets. Yeah. Um 
that was uh, yeah, it was a tough loss. It was a tough loss. Um, but again, you're playing Winnipeg. Winnipeg, like as you said, is one of the top two, three teams in the league. Um, I think I think Florida's coming into their own, and they're becoming one of the top two, three teams in the league. Um, I really think that the Penguins, and I might get some hate mail for this, but the Penguins' mediocrity uh, really showed up. Actually, in my opinion, on all three of these games, um, even in the 4-1 win against Chicago, there it was it was rough it was rough um yeah so yeah uh my grade for this week is not going to be high i'm just saying uh, yeah that's where i am well and if you've been listening to the podcast for any amount of time this is going to sound like white noise but you look at the power play percentage both zero for both teams but the penguins had three shots on the power play Three, three, not, not three power play opportunities, three shots. No, 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 no. It was power play opportunities. Three power play opportunities is what I meant. Oh, I oh okay, many, okay. I don't know how many shots they had on the power play. Probably two. But, uh, well, let's look. We'll go to the box score and we can find out. Well, yeah. Maybe. No, no, we can't. They don't give you power play shots. You know who does? Who? Hockey reference. There were only five shot attempts on the power play. On how many or power six, plays? Three. Three power plays. Yeah. Yeah, that's not okay. No, it's not okay. Not at all. And then in, well, let's look at the Jets. They had zero shots on the power play. So, and on their one attempt. So Look, look, and that's fine. I mean, I have no issue with the Penguins penalty kill. (laughs) I have an issue with the power play. No. Yeah. When you have the man advantage, you've got to come through. That's just the yeah. way it is. And they're not. Yeah. Haven't been for a long time. And I don't know why things haven't changed in the coaching situation. You know, like, why are we, why are we not seeing, I don't know. Why are we not seeing the, why are we not seeing differences here? I just, it's. I agree. It's it's unacceptable is what it is. It really is. And, uh, I mean, my something should have happened after this next game here. The 5-2-2 two, two loss against Florida in Pitt, Pittsburgh. Excuse me. Wasn't this uh, – yeah, this was uh, uh, Yarmir Yager night. The, the Florida this game? Was the night he was getting his – Jersey, yeah, I believe so. His jersey retired was this night. Um, but the the Panthers quickly go up here for nothing from goal goals from Kachuk, Gladjevich. Never even heard of that guy, so that's embarrassing. <laughs> Aaron Eckblad on the power play, uh Esselindel, or An- not Esselindel, Anton Landell, I think is his yes, name. Yes. Uh and he scores again in the third. And then John Ludwig gets his first NHL goal ever. And Brian Rust scores as well, which is definitely not Brian Rust's first goal. But we dropped the no. season series to Florida three nothing. So yeah, this was this was Yogurt night. I know because it was against the Panthers, and they don't have another game against the Panthers. So yep, uh, this was a tough loss to swallow. Um, 
and here's what I'm going to say. I saw people on the Twitter, on Instagram, lambasting Jari in this game. But in watching the, the highlights of the game, Jari's not to blame at all. Jari made many great saves. The Panther, uh, the Penguins were just outplayed consistently. The They made many bad turnovers, lots of odd man rushes. There was one, I think it was the Matthew Kachuk goal, that they just, Carlson hung him out to dry. He 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 was back in, like it was a two-on-one. Carlson was skating up the middle of the ice, not taking away the pass, not taking away the shot. And a beautiful pass from Rodriguez just puts puts Kachuk in a great position to make a shot. So, I mean. Yeah. And all of these goals, the, the Ekblad one, Jari got screened by Carter on the power play, like. And Ekblad just made a wicked wrister shot. You know, like there was one of these, uh, the, the fifth goal, it got popped up in the air and Jari just could not find it. And it just fell in the back of the net. That's not on him. Like, you know, you're, you're, uh, I don't think it's on him. And it was just, it was a tough, tough watch. I mean, I only watched the highlights and I was ready to pull my eyes out with a spoon. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was, it was bad. It was, <laughs> it was real bad. Yeah, um, it's we we don't score on the power play. It's, no, we we just we simply don't. Yeah, and uh, uh, something else I noticed in this one and the Jets one, we just ran into hot goalies as well. Like, well, and that's been the, that's two been really great goalies. That's been the that's been the um, the mantra for the entire year. It's like every time we step into the the rink the other team's goalie is going to be have a great night. Marty Berger. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's, it is, it is frustrating. It is absolutely frustrating. Yeah. Uh, and then we, uh, finally we get, uh, a nice palate cleanser from the week. Yeah. Uh, the penguins go into, uh, what what is their arena called? Is it United Center. Nation? What United Center? Yeah, there it is. Yep. And shellac the the Blackhawks in. Is it really a shellacking though? I mean, seriously, to score I think it was a shellac, to yeah. score only four goals against the hapless. No, I mean, they're not <laughs> Blackhawks. They got a lot of young guys ready to prove they're they're good. And I guess they they it was Bedard's return, so they were they were raring to go from his jaw injury and uh but crosby scores two riley smith gets on the board and brian rush scores a shorthanded empty netter um did he slap it in i hope so <laughs> i hope so i mean no actually we can't we can't slap it in ottawa deserved that because toronto's a bunch of thugs crybabies watch it now that's the team i'm i'm really paying attention to here now I've got nothing to say. Yeah, you got nothing Toronto, to say. Toronto, <laughs> Toronto's terrible. I, I, and the fact that okay, sorry, sidebar. The fact that people are defending Riley Smith about that. Oh, like, I'm not. Uh, that Riley, was awful. That was awful. I'm like, dude. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Screw off. Like, it's a, it's a. I mean, obviously, I mean, you can, you can, you can start throwing punches, but you can't go up and cross check the man in the face. No, like, that's, you just can't do that. That's ridiculous. Especially when you're a quote-unquote leader of the team. Anyway, uh, yeah, 
So I, I, I'll take it back. It wasn't a shellacking. It was a good game. It was a palate cleanser. It was nice to finally beat a team. And uh, again, we're 0 for 1 on the power play in this game. So we went 0 for 8 this week on the power play. Yeah. Uh, very, very. Not, not okay. But very, very uh, bad. Yeah, and and it is what it is, and it's not going to get any better because the next, the five of the next six games are against teams whose power play are in the top ten. Did you know that the power play or, or penalty, uh, kill? penalty kill? Okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. Like, our penalty kill can go toe to toe. No, no, uh, I I agree. I, what I meant there, plays. I meant the other teams' penalty kill. I I believe yeah. I, I I haven't really I mean, completely researched that, but. Um, so this week is the the Kings, the Kings, that's a win, should be the Islanders and the Canadians. So, okay. 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 But before we get into next week, let's talk about our grade for this week. Okay. Jim, go ahead. Uh, give him a C (sighs) minus. Okay. Uh, that's just, that's where I am. Okay. Uh, I'm right there with you. I'll give them a C. You can't go to C minus because I think they played very well against the Jets. Just couldn't get any past Alabuck, which very few can. Uh, I like the Chicago game more than you, apparently. And uh, the the Florida game is just forget about it. That's that there is an F game. But then, you know, you get a B for the Jets game, probably. And then a, then a, a B plus for the the. Blackhawks game, and then you know, put that together, and it's a it's a nice seam C C C week there for the Penguins. Yeah. So, okay, uh, some something we need to talk about. Okay, uh, I was okay. I need to I need to restate something. Okay, okay, uh, okay. Two of these six games that we have coming up in the next two weeks: Los Angeles, Philadelphia. Yes. Power penalty kills are one and two. Los Angeles is number one. Okay. Philadelphia is number two. Um, Los Angeles is number one. Yes. Vancouver's penalty kill uh, is number 13. And then, um, and then who else do we got? Uh, Yeah. Montreal, Montreal, Montreal. Seattle, and the Islanders are, are way down there. So I was, I was, Seattle's 21. Um, Islanders are, are the last. So maybe that's, maybe we score something there and Montreal's 29. So I was I was wrong in that. But okay. three of the three of the six teams that we play over the next two weeks are in the top fifteen. Yeah. That's wild to me that the Islanders are that low because they have not changed since Barry Trotz was their coach. Well, look at this. They used to be top five every year. So the difference between okay, so let's say that the uh, Vancouver is at eighty point six, the Islanders are seventy one point seven. So there's not That's like a crazy. huge there's not like a huge span of difference there. No, but but still, that's that's how they rank. Yeah, Los Angeles's penalty kill is at eighty seven percent. Philadelphia is at eighty six percent. No one's in ninety this year. No one's Normally in ninety. There's a team that's like ninety no. ninety one. No. Uh, Pittsburgh's 11, 81.5. But if you look at power plays, 
let's see. Power plays. Looking for the Islanders are twelfth in the power play. Vancouver's tenth in the power play. Um, Los Angeles is fifteen. Seattle sixteen. Montreal eighteen. Uh, who else are we playing this week? Pittsburgh's thirty. Philadelphia is only thirty. Is thirty one. So they're worse than Pittsburgh, believe it or not, in the power play. So. So no power play goals will be scored in that game. That's that's the and you know what? Here's the thing. Okay, uh, you remember? I don't remember how many games ago uh, Pittsburgh Philly games ago it was, but overtime, right? And yeah. Trotz sent a guy out on the ice when Torts, Torts. Pittsburgh had like a had a what did I say? Trotz. Trotz. I, I'm sorry. Torts uh, Tortorella sent out an extra player, took the penalty. Yeah. Yep. And it didn't hurt him. They nope. didn't score on that power play. Winning that game, didn't they? Philadelphia won that game. Yeah, I think so. And and you know, you say what a what a butt licker move, but it was it was pretty smart when you think about it. It was. He knew the analytics. Yep. So anyway. Yeah. So that's where we are so, this week. Uh, C C minus yep. for me. What did you give him? I see. I see. Okay, I so we're C. in the same we're in the same ballpark. We would probably give him a, a B plus. I don't know. Bruh. But uh, we've got uh, some news to talk about. Jake Gensel injured his wrist. Yes. I don't know what game it was. I believe it was Florida. The Florida. Pick. It was the Florida game. Probably because Florida's a bunch of no good pieces of garbage. Uh, <laughs> but he is out. Who for win? A while. Yeah. If, if, uh, is what? his is his wrist broken? It's well. It's an upper body, so I don't know. Uh, the Penguins announced that Gensel is expected to miss up to four weeks, so only four weeks. Ugh. But uh, that's brutal. When he's still, your, when you, he, uh, when he's the pretty much the only guy who's scoring for you, that's brutal. Yeah. Although I will say, I mean, it was against the Blackhawks, but Ricard Raquel playing with Rust and Crosby on that first line, it looked pretty nice. I'm going to be honest. Okay. Uh, but uh, Jansen Harkins is also out. Uh, with a concussion. So, uh, what might this look like? So, four weeks from from Valentine's Day will take him up past the trade deadline. It'll it'll take him right. up to the thirteenth, technically, ish. Um, he could come back before that, but what would that look like for? trade deadline stuff for the Penguins possibly moving off him since there's been no contract brought back. Uh, and, and you you had an interesting take on it. I'll let you think about it or rant about it uh, here. But, uh, yeah, just take it away. Well, one of the things thoughts. one of the things that I, I, you know, when I hear this news about Gensel, my, my first thought is it's going to be hard to get anything for an injured player. Even even someone the the caliber of of Gensel, so trade deadline help. Y- y- you have no capital now unless you're going to trade Malkin, unless you're going to trade Latang, unless you're going to trade Carlson. Um, you really have no uh, trade capital at this point um, to really to really do anything with. And in in all honesty, what have these guys? The, the guy, with the exception of maybe Latang, 
what have these guys done this year that would make them appealing to another team to, to give up some pieces for? I mean, it would technically just be history. You know, oh, you're getting Evgeny Malkin. You're getting... Con Smythe winner. Yeah. Getting, yeah. Yeah. You're getting, yeah. Calder trophy, Con Smythe, Evgeny Malkin. Yeah. Yeah. And, so. and, and so, and so, but you're also getting what? 32 year old Evgeny Malkin. <laughs> 34. 34. Um, yeah. So, so here's, here was, here was my take. And, and, and you and I, um, we chatted about this online a little bit. Uh, oh, excuse me. 37. 30, well, it's even, it keeps getting worse. Anyway, um, it does. The you're just dropping his trade stock now. The um, to to me, it seems like the Penguins are in a corner. They they've got to be. They've either they're they're either going they're not going to get a quality piece that's going to help them into a playoff position. At least that's my opinion, and I think that this team will not make the playoffs this year. I know you introduced this, this, the program as the only program who believes that the Penguins can make it. I, 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 well, I mean, I was talking about myself personally. I but. want to believe. You know, I'm like the kid from from uh, Polar Express. I want to believe, but I just yeah. there, there's nothing in this team that I have seen over the last two months that would tell me that there's any reason to hope. Now, Kyle Dubas might surprise the heck out of all of us and, and do something amazing and bring about a, a trade that nobody saw coming and will bring in some pieces that will absolutely whip this team into shape Maybe, maybe what needs to happen is we need to drop some of this older weight. No offense. Uh, And and quite frankly, I think Dubas has to come at this with an, with an attitude like nobody's safe. Yeah. And, and out of Crosby and maybe, maybe, I mean, no, I mean, I, and I, I understand what you're saying. Crosby Crosby is Pittsburgh to the penguins. Exactly. I know that trade him. He's more than just a hockey player. Plus he's been playing really well this year. Agreed. Agreed. But, but what I'm saying is, is that you have to light a fire under this team somehow. Yeah, for sure. And the only way that that's going to happen. I mean, I, I think it's too late in the season to fire the coach. So I don't think that's going to happen. And, and plus, yeah. plus Dubas being a brand new general manager, I don't think he has the, yeah. The, yeah. the, the cachet to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, you have to, you have to do something that's going to shake this team awake because yeah. we all know that this team has the ability to, to go on a tear, to go on a run, but it's just, yeah. I've, I've, I mean, I've been listening to guys this week who have said, well, for example, I heard someone say in the after the after the Florida loss that the only person who looked any good on that ice was Evgeny Malkin, and I'm like, well, then why isn't it showing? I mean, yeah, he's going after people, he's playing tough, he's picking fights, which okay, that's fine, but I've got this is Evgeny freaking Malkin. I've got to see his name show up on the score sheet somewhere, whether it's putting in goals or making assists, none of that. And I'm not seeing it. 
And and yeah. so and so something's got to shake up. Something's got to wake this team up. I don't know what it's going to be. Um, I don't know if I don't know if I don't know if to be honest, I don't know if the Penguins are sellers at the deadline. Maybe yeah. we maybe I mean, we start getting building up some draft capital so that we can begin the rebuild. Maybe that's where we've got to yeah. be. And and maybe as Pittsburgh fans, we've got to say, hey, that's a very real possibility. And and. And we got to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Penguins just picked up on waivers, I believe, yesterday. Matthew Phillips from the Washington Capitals. He's a 25-year-old or coming up on 26-year-old. Drafted by the Flames. Has played 30 games in the NHL. Played 27 with the Washington Capitals this year. Put up one goal, four assists, five points. Uh, uh, He's a dash two. So what position I mean, is something. he defenseman? And I think that, I think that's the way I know uh, he's a forward. Okay. I think that's the way uh, Dubas has been going about, you know, making this team younger. Cause I mean, we can't trade for anyone. No one super young, super good is going to be on the, on the block. Well, and no you one's, know, no like, one's super good I mean, and super young is, are going to necessarily want to come to Pittsburgh right now. Yeah, be- be- because uh, so, yeah, what? Well, I was just gonna say because because there's there's really nobody's playing up to their potential right now. I mean, why would you yeah. want to come no, to I a mean, team that's meh? Yeah. I mean, you I you might be able Riley to make Smith. this team better. I don't. I don't. Yeah, there's no one out there right now on a team that's garbage that I think could really, yeah, change the 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 culture here. No, I mean the one person I keep going back to is Trevor Zegers. I mean, maybe that would be something, something awesome. But again, I don't think Trevor Zegers makes this team an instant contender. Nope. But I mean, I could see a team wanting Carter at the deadline. I could see a team wanting. You can have Riley him. Smith at the deadline. <laughs> uh, Jake Gensel is a very real possibility. I wouldn't yep. mind seeing Ricardo Calgon. I mean, he's thirty, making six million dollars for the next, I think, four years. Like, it's not showing up. I mean, well, Penguins are going to have to retain some of that if they trade him, though, right? Some of those larger contracts. I mean, maybe unless unless we get someone who's on a one year, five million dollar deal back the other way, who's you know expendable for the other team, like uh, like a Boston or a Tampa who has a guy making five million who they just want to offload for this year. It's not doing much. Bring in someone who's cap, you know, steady at the number that he's on for a while, you know, maybe, maybe, I mean, Lars Eller could be going the other way, I've... but Jay Gensel's injury definitely puts a wrench in the, in the plans for the trade deadline. Not yeah. saying that I want to get rid of him at all. No, but I mean, he's second on our team in points, 52 and 50. That's that's hard to say. Yeah, let's just get rid of him. But I mean, he may be looking at the water, saying we're old, we're we're not making, we're not making the playoffs this year. I want to go compete somewhere else. You know, mm-hmm. like he only has he has one cup, and that was his rookie year. So, yeah, man, it's it's it's, it's a sad, it's a sad situation right now. It is certainly a sad situation. Yeah. Yeah. 
So with that being said, trade deadline's up in two weeks. It's March 8th. It's a, I believe it's a Friday. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, so, yeah, we will. We'll see. We it's, will. It's going to be fun. To, I always love the trade deadline. Uh, I've loved it more when the Penguins are buyers and not sellers. Yes, agreed. The past few years. But, I mean, we could go on a run, just absolutely rip off a couple and find ourselves in a wild card spot and be like, yeah, we could do this and start moving. But again, we're, we don't have cap space. I think most of the moves that we would end up making are hockey moves, you know, trade a Raquel for someone who's making less cap and is older or something. I don't know. And, and, and maybe that's, maybe that's a smart thing to do. I mean, uh, when, when you're a team with Crosby Malkin, you don't go complete seller. I don't think ever, but but I mean, a hockey move, you know, Jake Gensel for someone who's on a longer term deal, yeah. but maybe a little worse, you know, like someone you could see growing into something. I don't know. I guess, I guess my question always comes back to, we, we can't keep, I'm, I'm trying to think of a way to say this. That's not going to get me, that's not going to lose us you know, listeners, <laughs> but I, I just, I don't know how much longer you can continue to rest on Sid and Gino. I mean, you have, if there's one thing that, that Pittsburgh fans are accused of more than anything, it's living in the past. Yeah. And, yep. and, I mean, tell that to Leaf fans. Agree. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm, look, look, <laughs> no, this is complete I, I introspection agree. here. This is complete introspection. This is nothing to do. I'm not, I'm not looking to bash any other team. I'm just saying, except the Leafs, that if, 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 if we don't begin to start looking at the future, we are going to be, we're going to be a meh. I mean, it's for sure. What I'm what I'm seeing now is what I saw in the in the late nineties, early two thousands with the Penguins. Oh, brother, don't tell me that. I mean, seriously, un, until Sid came along. I mean, we are we are in a situation right now where as a team, we're probably gonna have to go through a couple of really horrible years to get to a point where we can draft a guy like Bedard or McDavid or Crosby or Malkin, like, or uh, not Malkin, um, Lemieux, uh, like we did, like we did, you know, in those, you know, in 84 and in 05. Um, Well, well, okay. If we we think have a bad season to draft Crosby, we just got lucky because that was the year after the lockout. So, so, so 84, we get Lemieux. 05, 21 years later, we get, Crosby. So if, yeah. if, if the, if the math works out, we're only a couple of years from getting our next guy, right? Michael Misa. Let's go. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, we'll see. But let's get the prediction for this week uh, underway here. We got three games again. Like you said, we got the Kings on Sunday. We got the Islanders on a Tuesday and we got the Habs on a Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern. Yep. All on SN. Pittsburgh, Sportsnet Pittsburgh. So, yep. uh, predictions. Um, 
three. Okay. Maybe four. That's, that's a safe bet. I, I'd say I'm going to do what I did this last week and say we're going to go all six and zero. Oh. <laughs> six and six but yeah uh, don't say that again because <laughs> eventually if i say that I <laughs> eventually you're gonna get, get it right gloat well i'll tell you what to no end now i hate to say this but march is is typically pittsburgh's month mm-hmm. so let's see what happens which is why i'm going to pittsburgh in march because i was like well this is the only time they're gonna actually win anything so well the march schedule is not friendly it's not friendly to the Penguins, but not at all. It is March, you know. I mean, we got the Flames, the Oilers, the Blue Jackets, easy win. The Capitals, Bruins, Oilers, Ottawa, Senators, Sharks, Rangers. Sharks should be an easy win. Red Rangers, Wings, Red Devils, Wings, yep. Dallas, Stars, Colorado, Carolina, Blue Jackets again, and then Blue Jackets again. So we play the Blue Jackets three times. We play Edmonton twice. We play. Uh, San Jose, which should be a win. Uh, yeah. So, I mean. Dallas is going to be tough. New Jersey is going to be tough. Carolina is so, going to be tough. So, as I'm, so, to be tough. Okay, so I'm, as I'm looking Rangers at March, as I'm looking at March, one, two, three, four, five. Five games that we should win. Everything are else. The three Blue Jackets games, the Senators and the Sharks, is that what you're saying? I'm saying the three Blue Jackets games, Washington and the Sharks. Oh, wow. I don't know. Washington has been looking very decent recently. 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 Yeah, I mean... I, mean, I Ovi's kind of gotten back to what Ovi's should have been this entire season and been scoring, so... Uh, we'll see. And plus, it's Washington-Pittsburgh. That game will always be... Yes, yes. Toasty. Plus, that's one right after the deadline, or right before the deadline, too. That's the seventh deadline's eighth. People could already be gone. That's true. That's true. So Well, both ways. Both ways Both on that ways. team. Yeah, true, true. Those two teams. I can see, so, <laughs> I can see uh, Coke leaving, Backy leaving. Yeah, you have you have no idea what that's going to look Oshie. like. Come, yeah, come the. So, uh, uh, so you say four for this week. I say six. Abby would probably say what would you say? Um, three because she's lame and coddled. Not no, really. I think I she'd say four. I think she'd say four. I, I she'd probably she actually she might say six. The Kings are the only one I'm nervous about because we beat the Islanders already seven nothing, and I think they came back and beat us seven nothing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we won't talk about that. Yeah, let's not uh, talk about that. And then and Montreal then is have, Montreal. Well, Montreal's been playing us tough this year. They too, are too. Which yeah, because you're, well, so, you're not wrong. Yeah, you might be right. Three, four, but uh, yeah, let's take a break and uh, come back with random crap we want to talk about today. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Some of their lines look like this, and these are some of that I love. I love the Chicago Blackhawks at plus one and a half goals this Saturday at minus 148, and the Washington Capitals at minus one and a half goals at plus 205. I also love the Dallas Stars to win the West this year on a futures bet at plus 500. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers bet just five bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only 
on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. All right, welcome back, guys. Uh, this is a little bit of a serious note. Um, a couple nights ago, I was laying in bed thinking about hockey and thinking about the podcast. And um, <laughs> I'm going to cry now already. But uh, I was just thinking how special it is to have something. You know, I moved out. Of, and I moved to a completely different state, and then my family moved to another state. And so we're, you know, we're not, we don't see each other as often as we used to. Um, and uh, I was just thinking how special it is to have something that's been going on for five years now. And that is just a constant that I can, we can get on and we talk about hockey. We may not talk to each other throughout the entire week, but we're here. And we well, Abby's not here because she's a loser. But we we get on here and we talk <laughs> about hockey, and you know, and this started four five years ago. Uh, me going to dad and be like, "Hey, you you want to start a podcast and talk about hockey?" And how crazy it is that my dad was like, "Yeah, let's do it." Like, I know it's very special and very I'm very blessed. And then you know, two years later, having Abby join us and just. You know, we went through times where we didn't record for a couple months, and we we're like, "Let's do it again." We know penguins are doing good now. Let's let's talk about it. And, <laughs> yeah, we were now, we were pretty fair weather back in the day, weren't we? <laughs> yeah. And now, and now we're here, and it's it's become something. You know, we joined the Hockey Podcast Network, where we got DraftKings, and it's just it's amazing. I was just thinking how blessed I am to have something that's you know we may not talk to each other as a family for a week, but we're here and we we talk about it, and then you know, we're done. We say, I love you. And then we don't talk for a whole week, but it's just, it's, it's super awesome. That's, no, that's not always no. true. Don't, don't make it sound like no, we never not, talk to each not, other except on the podcast. <laughs> but it's super, it's super, it's just something that I know I'm blessed to have. And so, yeah, I, I would echo yeah. that and just say, um, I'm super, I'm super glad that, that you had the idea to do it. And, um, you know, and, and even though, you know, when we started out, we weren't all that consistent and we did, we did, do you remember some of the crazy crap we did when we, like we did prediction contests like week to week and whoever lost the prediction contest would have to like, yeah, do the rip duct tape on yeah. the arm and <laughs> wear earrings arm. out and about. Yeah, that was yeah. that was kind of some crazy stuff we did, and and if uh, we had if we had been a you know a video podcast, that would have probably yeah. that probably would have been a lot more. It would have flown better. It probably yeah. would have flown a lot better. But um, but I mean, it's from it, starting with a mic in the middle of a table. Yep, with traffic going back and forth. Yep. to where we are now, it's it's wild. Yeah, and you can you can hear that you can hear the trucks going by in some of those early episodes, yeah. and that was that was a lot of fun. 
But yeah, yeah I, I, I super enjoyed every, I've enjoyed every minute of it, Andrew. Yeah. And, uh, you know, having yeah. Abby come on, come on board and be a part of it. It was just, it's, it's something, yeah. you know, like you said, it's something that I look forward to it's every special. week. It is very special. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, you know, none of this would be possible if it weren't for, for the people who listen to our podcast either. And so we want to, we want to thank you guys because, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we I had, mean, even if we hadn't had people listening, people listening to us, we would still be doing it, but it, it makes, well, that's it, true. It makes it more fun to have but, people actually listen. Yeah. I don't think the listen. hockey podcast network would have necessarily come and said, Hey, we want to, we want you guys to be part of our, of our little, little family here family, yeah. if people weren't listening to it. And so we just want to thank you too. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for sharing that, Andrew. That was pretty cool. You're welcome. All right. And now. It's time for random crap we want to talk about today. And here is Andrew with the top 45 of the last 45. There you go. Yeah. So uh, for those of you guys who are new to the podcast, we have been doing this thing uh, the past two months-ish. Where uh, put together a scientific method, or not a scientific <laughs> method, a scientific list of uh, the best forty-five players in the last forty-five years in the NHL. And uh, well, I don't have my notes here, so uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> and uh, so far we have had a good number of uh, well, a good number, good responses to uh, this, and yeah. so we continue to do it. Um, and here is are, are the we list of are guys. we in the are we in the top twenty? Are we starting the top twenty this week? We are starting, uh, yeah, twenty through eleven is today because we. Oh uh, wow, we're going okay. So we need to yeah because we didn't get to do it last week because of uh, time constraints. We're not going to so, spend a whole lot of time on each of these, are we? No, they'll just be a little bit. They'll be, <laughs> they'll, be, they'll, be they'll be quick. All right, cool. Um, but yeah, so the list. Um, from yesterday, or not from yesterday, from the last 40, or the last, I'm just saying I got up. So the list from uh, the, the, the whole list is this. Here we go. We got Crystal Tang at 45, Duncan Keith at 44, Jonathan Tapes 43, Andre Vasilevsky 42, Austin Ma- or Mike Madonna at 41, Austin Matthews at 40, uh, Eric Carlson at 39, Ed Belfour at 38, Martin St. Louis at 37, Heinrich Lundqvist at 35, Marin Hossa at 34, Tukarask at 33, 32 is Pavel Datsuk, 31 at Patrice Bergeron, 30 Joe Neuendijk, 29 Adam Oates, 28 Timu Solani, 27 Ron Francis, 26 Scott Niedemeyer, 25 Jerome McGinley, 24 is Brendan Shanahan, 23 Patrick Kane, 22 Larry Murphy, and 21 Yarmir Yager. And that's where we are now. So, uh, for those of you guys who are complaining about, uh, you know, Gordy Howe, why is he not on here yet? Or whatever, you know, it's the last 45 years. It's from 1997, 1979, excuse me, to where we are at now in 2024. So that is why, you know, some older guys aren't on it and some newer guys aren't on it either. You know, I'm not going to put Connor Bedard on here yet, guys. It's not, it's not, no, that's There's gross. not you. enough. No, There's not, not enough of a, of a sample size yet. 
Yeah. So, and there have been guys that sh- probably should have made it that, you know, didn't, i.e. Mar- uh, Flower, uh, Brad Marchand, um, you know, Brett Burns, Patrick Marlowe, Joe, Joe Thornton. You know, there are guys that just missed the cut because there's can only be 45. So, here we go. Number 20, drum roll. Why didn't that come? Oh, there we go. Chris Chelios. Chelios. Defenseman. So Chris Chelios, uh, for me, the name is forever uh, tied to the Detroit Red Wings, but as you can see by the picture, he played for Chicago as well, as well as Montreal and a year with the Atlanta Thrashers, which is wild. Yeah. Uh, Chris Chelios played 26 years in the NHL, putting up uh, 948 points in 16 or uh, 1,651 games. He brought winning wherever he went making the postseason 24 years out of a possible 26 missing out in the 09 2009 10 season and the 1997 98 season he's a three-time cup winner winning one with Montreal and two with the Red Wings uh in 85 86 01 02 and 0- he also lost three times uh once against the Flames as a Montreal Canadian and twice oh, one as a Blackhawk and one as a Red Ring both against the Penguins I I I looked and he did not put up any stats in the 08-09 season, but they said he played for the Red Wings in the 08-09 season. So I said he lost, but he might not have. I'm not sure. The, the stats for Chelios were wild. I cannot find. Little wonky. Answers anywhere. Well, different wherever I went. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, all this puts Chelios at number 20. Now, uh, here I had someone different, but then when I was working on the list, I was like, this guy does not deserve to be up higher than them. So he got bumped down to 19 and that guy is Connor McDubstep. There Connor he is. McDavid. I know you're, you're going to get some flack for that, Connor but that's okay. That's okay. I, I, I know I will. And I don't care. Connor <laughs> McDavid, you know, this is, I, it may be, you know, me being only alive when Connor McDavid has been playing, you know, I didn't get to see some guys like Dima Solani or whatever, but Connor McDavid, Everyone says he's one of the best players they've ever seen. So, like, and they they were alive with Gretzky and Lemieux and Crosby and all these guys. So, I'm putting him here, and it's it's kind of a projection, you know, as well. Like, I predict that he'll do some things, but uh, mm-hmm. here's why. Uh, he has put up 324 goals and 603 assists for 927 points in 616 games. He's averaging 1.45 points per game, one and a half points per game. He's led the league in goals once, assists four times, and points five times in only eight and a half seasons. This is his ninth season. He's, yep. he's accumulated five Art Rosses, four Ted Lindsay's, three Hearts, six All Star teams, and one Rocket Richard. His trophy room loaded. Now, the reason he's not any higher is because of his playoff resume. He's only made the playoffs five times in eight seasons, making the third round only once. The second round three times, and the first round two times. Uh, the Oilers have had great teams every year. And their goaltending has been suspect. suspect but mm-hmm. and when you have Connor McDavid alongside Leon Draisaitl, you should be doing better than you are. And so, yes. like to me, McDavid, same reason Yager's so low. He can't win. He can't push a team to the cup. Like all these guys have been at least to a cup final. All most of these guys have been to a cup final. Most of these guys have won a cup. And uh, outside of uh, who hasn't? Oh, Heinrich Lundqvist hasn't won a cup, and I think he, uh, Eric Carlson. Uh, but I think those are the oh, Austin Matthews. But I think those are the only two guys who haven't won a cup on this list, and McDavid. So it's like you know, in, in the eight years McDavid has been in the league, he's been a great goal scorer, elite playmaker. But unfortunately, that's all he is. 
not a winner. So 19th on the list. 18th. Sergey Fedorov. Oh, yeah. Fedorov played 1,248 1, games. He's over there by Scott Niedemeyer. In 18 years across four teams, with the uh, he played with the... Oh, my gosh. I lost my notes. Sorry. Fedorov played 1,248 games in 18 years across four teams. He played with the Red Wings, the Anaheim Mighty Ducks, the Columbus Blue Jackets, and the Washington Capitals. He put in 483 goals, 696 assists for 1,179 points. He won. Can you hear that? No. Okay, sorry. Someone turned on a snowblower. Uh, He won two Selkies, one Hart, and a Ted Lindsay, both in 93 and 94. He was nominated to one all-star team. In the playoffs, his stat line is 15 years out. Of the 18 years he played, he made the playoffs 15 years out of the 18 years. He posted 42 goals and 124 assists in 1,176 points in 183 games. He made the Stanley Cup four times, losing one and winning three in 96, 97, 97, 98, and 01, 02, all with the Detroit Red Wings. He never won a Smythe, but three cups are still impressive. Altogether, Sergey's resume, pretty impressive, so he slots in at number 18. Like, Guys, you can't get mad, please, for me. Uh, this was very difficult. Any of these guys could have been, you know, pretty much anywhere on this list. But this next guy, number 17, Stevie Y. Uh, Stevie Y is known as one of the most remarkable players turned general managers ever. But let's discuss his playing career first before we get into his, uh, you know, front office career. Uh, 22 years in the NHL, wild. But uh, he played all of them with the Red Wings. <laughs> also yep. wild. Yep. Man after my own heart. Uh, 1,514 games were played, and he put up 1,755 points. Fighted as 692 goals and 1,063 assists. Getting a Ted Lindsay in 89-90, a Conn Smythe in 97-98, a Frank J. Selke in 90-2000, one All-Star nod, and a Bill Masterton in 0203. He's also the longest-serving captain of a single team in the NHL as he spent 19 seasons wearing the C for the Red Wings. That's uh, amazing. Voice, that yeah. that is amazing. Yeah. His postseason success looks like this. 20 years in the playoffs out of 22, 196 games played, putting up 185 points in those games. 70 goals, 115 assists. He averaged about 10 games per appearance, making the Stanley Cup four times, winning and losing the same as Sergei Federer. Uh and after retirement in 06, he became the team's vice for the Red Wings, and in 2010, he became the vice president and general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning, making them who they are today, drafting the likes of Andre Vasilevsky, Braden Point, Nikita Kucherov, Anthony Sorelli, and Anthony Sorelli. Stevie Y won the general manager year award in 2015 and returned to Detroit as the general manager in 2019. All this makes him the 17th best player in the last 45 years. Now, I'm interested to see what you think about this one. Number 16, Mario Lemieux. Didn't even look up. No. Number 16 is Brett Hall. You're full of crap. <laughs> I'm joking. Brett Hall. Brett Hall. Brett Hall. Uh, Brett Hall played from 1986 to 2006, playing on five different teams from the St. Louis Blues, then the Stars, Red Wings, Flames, and the Coyotes. He averaged, or he didn't average, he, he, play, he put up 1,391 goals, 
points in 1,269 games, putting out in 741 goals and 650 assists. He won a Hart Trophy and a Ted Lindsay in 1991, a lady being in 89-90, and was nominated to the All-Star team three times. His playoff resume is the main reason that he made it up at 13. Yeah. Or he's not at 13, sorry, 16. He made it 19 times to the playoffs, playing 202 games in the postseason, posting 190 points. He won two Stanley Cups, once with the Dallas Stars, in 98-90, and the Red Wings in 0102. I'm going to tell you, the Red Wings have that 0102 team has a lot of representation here in this in this in this uh, these top or these ten players. Yep. Uh, finally, Brett Hall. He played on five teams in the span of 19 years, which is why he fell. He was originally at 13. He fell to 16, and uh, so that's Brett Hall, number 15, a man we all know and love. We like to crap on sometimes. Gino Machino, number 15. There he is. Uh, this this list would not be complete without him. So let's talk about him. Okay. Gino has what? What did you say? I said okay. Let's talk about him. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm with you. Gino's played 1,112 games. I think that might be different now. I think that might be 13 um, from this last game here. When, uh, uh, but with 487 goals and 783 assists, totaling 1,270 points and an average of 1.14 points per game. Award-wise, he has been awarded a Calder in 06-07, two Art Ross trophies, a Ted Lindsay, and a Hart trophy in 11-12. Uh, his success, he has made it to the playoff 16 years out of a possible 17, missing only 2022-23. And possibly yeah, he technically this year. didn't play in 10 and 11 because of an injury, but his team still made it to the playoffs that year, so I count it. He put up 180 points in 177 games, 67 goals and 113 assists. Went three Stanley Cups. We all know this, guys. Repeat with me, 2008, 9, 2015, 16, and 2016 and 17. One. Losing one in 07, 08 as well. He also got Smythe Trophy in 08, 09. Yep, Smythe uh, winner. Gino could be higher on the list. But the reason he's not is because he played with Sid and Tanger. Both guys made the list, so he can't be hired. Now, this one might be a little interesting. I don't know how you guys feel about this one. But I put Mike Bossy on this list, and he, he got put up high. The man only had eight years in our span. He played 10. It's only a total of 10. But he only played he played eight in the span here, so we only talk about those eight. But the reason he's so high is looking at his stats, he's a total unit. His points mm-hmm. are off the chart, averaging one and a half points per game in only eight seasons. Uh, his totals look like this: four hundred and fifty-one goals, five four hundred and fifty-eight assists, nine hundred nine points in five hundred and ninety-nine games. Five hundred ninety-nine games, almost put up a thousand points. He won a Calder, eight All-Star teams, one Conn Smythe in eighty-one, eighty-two, and three Lady Beings. He also won four Stanley Cup champions. He was on these the Islanders team that went back to back to back to back. Uh, his postseason resume: one hundred and twelve games played. Put up 148 points. He led the playoffs in goals three times and points once. He was on the New York, like I said, he was on that New York team. So just looking at this, his hardware, his stats, everything, and only in eight years and all on the same team, it's wild. So Mike Bossy is at number 14. Argue with me if you want. No. Now, this is the guy that I had at 19 and got bumped all the way up to 13 after thinking about it, Joe Sackett. <laughs> I'm not going to uh, disagree with you. No, uh, I, I looked at his stuff and I was like, how did I have, you know, all these guys ahead of him? So Joe Sackick is a well-known name in the hockey world. You guys all know him. 
one of the greatest players in the 90s. He put up 1,641 points, uh, 625 goals, 1,016 assists. He won two Stanley Cup championships in 95-96 and uh, 2001, uh, both with the Avalanche. During his 20-year career, he brought home the Conn Smythe, a Hart Trophy, a Ted Lindsay, a Lady Bing, and three all-star team nods. He played with the Nordiques Avs for all 20 years of his career, man after my heart, like you guys know. Uh, he played three, uh, 1,378 games with them. Uh, Sackick made the playoffs 13 years out of the 20 years he played, so a little less winning of a player than I would like, but he played seven, uh, 1,172 games, excuse me, averaging 13 games per postseason appearance, which means he averaged about the second round each time. He posted uh, 188 points on his resume, uh, on his postseason resume, putting up 84 goals and 104 assists. Sakic brought it on the ice, not only as a player, but also a leader. He was the captain of the Avalanche from 1992 till his retirement in 2009. And following the end of his playing career, Sakic continued with the Avalanche in a management capacity, first serving as an executive advisor and alternate general manager from 11 to 13. And he was promoted to executive vice hockey president of executive vice president of hockey operations in 2013 and named general manager the following year. He oversaw the team rebuild uh, and won the franchise's third Stanley Cup victory in 2022. And Sakic won the general manager of the year shortly after that. And then he was uh, promoted to president of hockey operations. So Joe Sakic is number 13, wild career. And number 12, we have a goalie here. Can you guess who it is? Uh, Number 12, a goalie? Um, I'm going to say it's either the Dominator or... Marty Brodeur. Oh, it didn't go. Dominic Ashik. Yep. Yep. Uh, he won the cup with that 0-1-0-2 team, the Detroit Red Wing team. Yep. Which is wild. Uh, but Hasek is Hasek is arguably the sec- the best goalie in the last 45 years, but he's only the second best on my list. Uh, he's played 16 years in the NHL, won 389 games in that time period. He played 735 posting a career save percentage of 9.22 and a goals against of 2.20. He also had 81 shutouts in his career. His mm-hmm. stat totals, I already told you, 389 wins, but 223 losses and 95 ties yeah. overtime shootout losses. Uh, he led the league in save percentage six times and goals against twice. He had two seasons with the GAA under two and 13 seasons at 2.5 or under. Mm. His postseason record is even better. 65 wins, 49 losses, a save percentage of 925, and a goals against of 202. Man, wild. Amazing. He's won two Stanley Cups, both with Detroit. One was that 01 02 Cup where he was the starter, and the other one was the 07 08 Cup when he wasn't the starter. Back up. His award room looks like six All Star teams, six Vesnas, three William M. Jennings, two Hart Trophies, and two Ted Lindsay's. So Dominic Cash is number 12. He and came. Then, he finally. came. He came that close to winning that cup in Buffalo against yeah. uh, Dallas, and yes. there's a lot of a lot of Buffalo fans who think that goal that Brett Hall scored to win that cup should not have counted because of the way the rule was was yeah. being called as far as being in the crease when you touch the puck. Oh yeah, and one, yeah. and so there was a there was a lot. I mean, it was really close. Um, I was really rooting for Buffalo that that year and uh it was it was sad to see them lose that but yeah it is what it is and and uh Dominic Hasek was one of the best goalies ever not just in the last 45 yeah. so oh for sure 
was that the 9890 cup i don't remember no it was it was it was all and madonna and newendike and belfort and all those guys or is that that was no that was um that was later i it was after 93 okay so probably that one then yeah all right and finally before we hit the top 10 next week we have alex ovechkin the great number 11 Number 11 of the last four or five years. Alex Ovechkin sits here. Not because of his postseason resume. We all know that sucks. But because <laughs> he is the greatest goal scorer ever. Yeah. His stat lines look like this. 1,369 games, 96 games played all for We're the Washington, Washington Capitals. Capitals. Yep. 836 goals, 686 assists for a total of 1,522 points. He led the league in points once and goals. He led the league in goals nine times. In 16 years. Mm-hmm. Crazy. But again, his postseason success is not great. He made the playoffs 14 years out of the possible 16, so that's not great. He played 147 games and put up 141 points. He won the one Stanley Cup in 17-18, in which he won the Conn Smythe. But his loss in the first round, he's but he's lost in the first round seven times and lost in the second round six times. Two of those against the Penguins. Or no, three of the goes against three, the Penguins, right? Three against the Penguins. Yeah. No, four. But no, three. Three. Juice in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Three. So, Ovi is that number? Number, number 11. 11. I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay and with that. that. And that is 35 out of the last 45 players of the last 45 years. Come back next week where you'll get 10 through five. Six. Or should we do 10 through? 10, 10 through six. Yeah, 10 through six. Or should we do 10 through four? And then do the final three and spend a while talking about the top three because... So you want to do, we'll you know, figure it out. we could, we could also do, we could also do, uh, 10, nine and eight, then seven, six and five, and then do the last five, four and three, and then do the last two. We could do that. We could do that. We could do that. We could stretch we could. this out, stretch this out until the playoffs. <laughs> we could, we could, we could go 10, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one for all I can. Yeah. And the next 10 weeks we'll do one at one a week. <laughs> all right thank you guys so much for listening to random crap we want to talk about let me know if you have any issues with uh, with the you know the list yeah you probably do all right all these all these Atlanta Thrasher fans but <laughs> put Marion Hosa higher put Marion Hosa higher no 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 did you did uh, Marion Hosa's picture is is he in a he's in Atlanta is, right is he in a Thrasher jersey there he is yeah right next to Tuka Rask uh, good yeah good good <laughs> so let me see one two three four penguins so far on the list we all know there's going to be at least one more maybe two maybe two well no we know there's got to be two more crosby has to make the list somehow yeah unless i just i unless i just absolutely brutally chop Marilyn Mew out of the list yeah do that <laughs> that would be funny do that uh, and i will drive to indiana and kick your butt <laughs> but yeah i think here in this graphic i think every team is is represented at least once I, at least I hope so. I tried to do it. Sweet. Where did the Thrashers move? Oh, where are the Winnipeg, Winnipeg Jets now? Winnipeg Jets. Yeah. yeah. All right. So moving right. on to predictions. Abigail had a great week. Yeah, she did. She went we four for five and got an overtime uh, exact uh, exact score. She got eight points this week. So she now like leads. Go ahead. We don't need to, we don't we don't need to talk about this. She's not here. 
she she's in the lead uh, with 57 points. Jim is in second with 53. I went three for three for five this week. Andrew went two for five this week. So he's at 48. Who, who knew that Tampa Bay was going to lose to Boston? Not or me. Beat or Boston, Boston, you mean? Tampa Bay. Yeah. Me neither. I picked Boston to win that game. Apparently, Abby is is got a time machine. Yeah. So, anyway, bogus man. We'll we'll see how she does this week. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's where we are. Um, just to to update everybody on the percentages. Um, as a team, we're fifty three point three picking the right team. Um, and uh, and I still I still lead percentage wise. I just don't lead. Point wise, um, yeah, so percentage wise, I'm fifty seven point eight. Abby's at fifty four point four, and Andrew's at forty seven point eight. So not bad, not bad. We're, I mean, as a team, we're doing well, and we're going to pick it up this week. I, I believe we're going to pick it up this week. We got some good games to pick this week, uh, games that could go either way, but we'll see. We'll see how things go. Um, so Abby has uh, the first pick. Here are the games we're picking this week. Uh, we're picking Philadelphia at New Jersey on Saturday, Los Angeles at Pittsburgh on Sunday. Uh, Dallas at Boston, which I think is going to be the game of the week uh, Monday uh, on Monday, and then Vancouver and Colorado on Tuesday, and then Montreal and Pittsburgh on Thursday. So uh, Abby has first pick. Her pick for the Philadelphia-New Jersey game, she's picking Philadelphia to win that game 4-2. to two. I have a little bit different take on that. I think New Jersey is going to win this game. I think they're going to win it in overtime. Uh, being at home, I think I, th- I always like the home team to do a little bit better. And I think Philly and New Jersey are going to be pretty pretty closely uh, matched up. Um, so I think that's going to be a four three overtime win for New Jersey. Andrew, what do you I've got? I've got New Jersey, but but six to three, man. My f- frick, Philly, man. Okay. I hate them. Fair enough. Yeah, they, they, they I I don't. So, man. I don't disagree. Plus, plus, if you go back and listen, I, I'm still riding with New Jersey. I still got my twenty five dollar free bonus bet by using code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook uh, on uh, <laughs> on New Jersey to win the Stanley Cup and win the division. So we, we need them to come through, man. Yeah, the the division might be a stretch. Um, yeah, no, the division's gone. But 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 yeah, I I think I, I mean. Just get in, baby. Right? I mean, that's all you got to do is get I mean, in. Yeah, and right now they're like just sitting outside of the wild card, so it's possible. Yeah, they're not. They're not far from that. They're they're what uh, only two points out. So yeah, yeah. they're so much. The they're much better. The playoffs. They're in New much Jersey better. The team I'm riding dying with. They're in much better shape than Pittsburgh is, to be sure. All right, uh, next game yeah. on Sunday, uh, the Kings at the Penguins. Uh, Abby's taking Los Angeles to win this game three to two in overtime. I think Pittsburgh's. Hater, I think Pittsburgh's going to win this game four to two. What do you got, Andrew? I've got five to four in OT, man. Five four OT for the Penguins. Penguins for the Pens. All right, Penguinos. All right, uh, Monday Dallas at Boston. Abby, of course, game of the week. Game she's, of the week. Game she's, of the week. She's going to pick Dallas, right? Yeah, she's, yeah, no, it's Dallas. She says five four, so she thinks it's going to be close. I don't think it's going to be close. I think it's Boston five two. Whoa, no, I got Boston 3-2 and OT. 3-2 OT. All right, Vancouver at Colorado. Abby's got Colorado winning 4-2. I have Colorado winning 5-4 in overtime. Hey, this is the first one that I stand solid uh, alone on. I got my Canuckos 7-2. Whoa, my goodness. Hey, Canucks have the firepower, man. They do, they do. 
All right, and the last game we're going to pick this week is Montreal at Pittsburgh on Thursday. Uh, Abby has Pittsburgh winning three to two in overtime. I have Pittsburgh winning four to two with a late empty net goal. Andrew, who you got? Pittsburgh three to two in overtime, and I wrote those down before I looked at her prediction. Three to two in overtime. Okay. All right. So here's the predictions for this coming week: Pitt, Philadelphia at New Jersey. Jim and Andrew both pick in New Jersey. Jim says three four in overtime. Andrew says six to three. Uh, Abby has Philadelphia winning four to two. Uh, the Kings at the Penguins. Abby has the Kings winning three two in overtime. Andrew and Jim both have Pittsburgh winning five four in overtime for Andrew. Four to two for Pittsburgh. Dallas at Boston. Uh, Abby's picking Dallas to win five to four. Andrew and Jim. Boston. Uh, Jim five to two. Andrew three to two in overtime. Vancouver at Colorado on Tuesday. Colorado uh, is being chosen by Abby and Jim. Uh, Abby says four to two. Jim says five to four in overtime. And Andrew says Vancouver crushing Colorado seven to two. Um, and then finally Montreal at Pittsburgh on Thursday. Everybody's pits. Everybody's picking Pittsburgh. Jim four to two. Abby and Andrew both three to two in overtime. And we will see how that and that's that's our predictions for week twenty. And uh, Andrew needs Andrew needs a good week. Andrew needs a good week to come back. I feel I feel I'm going five and zero oh with a couple OT predictions correct. Um, so that would give me what uh, if I went five and zero. Oh, if you went five and zero oh and got and got both overtime predictions correct, you would have thirteen points. That would yeah, put you Abby, at Abby since she picked against 61. me in most of those games. Abby would only have one point unless one of the OT predictions was correct. Was the Montreal Pittsburgh game, which we both agreed was three two in overtime. Then she would have four points. I would have. 13 and I would be in first place. No, actually she'd have, well, no, you might, you she'd might have five tried. points. She'd have five points. You'd oh, have okay. 13. So you would pick no. up eight points on her uh, and you'd only be down one. Yeah. Yeah. I would, no, I'd still be down after that. Yep. That's brutal. Cause if oh she, but cause if she gets, a, if she gets a five pointer, if she gets a five pointer and you get 15, no 13, you only gain eight and you're down Nine, that's true, that's true. but at least at least you get Dang. back in it. So, yeah. yep. hopefully the OT OT winners aren't the the Montreal Canadiens Pittsburgh one. So yeah, we can pray for that one. Anyway, all right. Thank you guys man. so much for listening to this episode of the Pens and Stuff podcast. Uh, it's been a blast. Uh, we had some heartfelt moments. We had some uh, you know great list moments. We've had uh, some heated debate. No, no, there's no heated debates. No, no heated debates, debates today. Um, today. No. but. Uh, come back next week where you will hear a couple more people on the list. We don't know how many yet. Yeah. Uh, and Abby will be back, hopefully. Hopefully. So she doesn't break the Sabbath. Uh, but uh, until next time, I'm Andrew. And I'm Jim. And for Abby, let's go Pens. Let's go Pens. Let's, let's freaking, freaking go. Go, boys. Boys. <laughs>